for about another two or three weeks, I think, something like that. Which is a bit yeah. Which is a bit well, it's just quite, quite, quite good, isn't it? Anyway. Yes, you don't know if they're listening or not. Probably coming over all the speakers. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> now I have to go and get my eavesdropper, which is out in the car. Would you believe? So I'll just have to talk and not mm. know. I can say all sorts of bad things. Good. <sighs> have to go. I wonder where he is. I'm just, uh... Oh, we trip is Out in the car now. <laughs> and I'll turn the eaves on. You're in the car, are you? You're not listening. See you. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, g'day. Hello, you're in the car. You meant to say you were walking all that way and you didn't even hear me. No, I just sort of had to walk out to the car. So you're in the car at the moment? Well, near the car, anyhow. I'll just uh, walk back. This is so, such a convenient. I'm doing the car, I can't even hear anything opening and closing. Oh, okay. You, you want proof, do you? Yes. You want proof? You'll get proof. Here we go. put on some coffee or something. Mm-hmm. Hang on, this is getting ridiculous. Might have to leave it in all the time now. Mm. Are they coming through? Hello? Stop listening. Hello? Hello? Are they coming through? What's coming through? No, about minus 50. You just need, look, Beck, why don't you go to the Marconi School of Seavers and they'll teach you how to do things properly. I've just got to light this match to light this. Go to where? Where should I go? Because I missed that. We've got a new stove here. Have you? Yeah. It's electric, so that's why you have to light it. No, it's not actually an electric stove. It's, a, it's an ordinary, uh, it's, a, it's a gas Briquette. stove. Ah oh, yes, what's going on there? The Beck's rattle in his spots. Um, I might put some, have some toast, I think, might be quite good. Mm. Yes, toast is quite nice, isn't it? Oops, hey. Hang it would on. have to happen tonight, I suppose, that's why they're continuing. Is that John Laws doing those? Yes, John Laws. We um, got a special recordings of John Laws. Ah, yes. We paid him some extravagant fee. I uh, was listening to John Laws while I was away. Yes. And there's about six suicides. 
Especially and here to sort of highlight those ones. Look, isn't it incredible? As you drive around the different places, there's about, there's about three different versions of his program on. Hmm. And then none of them, some of them aren't, have got nothing to, you know, completely different to the other ones, to the ones you've heard type of thing. I quite enjoy the Laws show, actually. Because this can really sort of knock people to death. Hmm. And when he's doing so, he gets rude, but he doesn't, you know, he keeps on saying sir and all this sort of thing. This is it. He doesn't get emotional. It's quite hilarious. Most his program, well, it makes it most interesting. There was this guy who rang up and didn't like the Laws, Laws show. Yeah. And the Laws says, listen, you silly old goat, you geriatric goat. <laughs> You come on here, tell me that I ramble on, and you've been rambling on for three minutes. And underneath them, every time he stops talking here... That's right. Now listen, sir. And, you know, just because you think you're right doesn't give you, you know, the right to ring me up on my show. You know, he's carried on like this. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. And look, I got the old uh, car sievers fixed. Oh, have you? Yeah. And uh, you're driving along, listening to the laws, and just when the good, interesting, you know, the suicide victim's about to hang up, mm. you go get buzz missions, had to turn the car off and oh, coast no. to a stop <laughs> to listen to what the, what the laws were saying. Oh, wow. Oh, you mean the sievers in the car? Yeah. You know, the old uh, valve sievers. It works quite well, actually. But uh, there, was, there was this suicide case that hung up. And he says, well, thank you, uh, the telecom. It takes them 20 minutes to save a life. A real sort of knocking, scathing. You can imagine they're sitting down there drinking coffee, bludgeoning away in the exchange, and they go, God, it's a law show again. All these, tracing all these calls. <laughs> but uh, it amazes me it's not real aid in Melbourne, because it's really quite uh, excellent. It's surprising. It goes to Perth and Brisbane, I Yeah. Bendigo has it. Two, Bendigo, three three BO, yes, that's right. They have it in the afternoon. Yeah. And it's opposition to the West. Oh, I, I see. I know I'd rather listen to it. And um, you can hear it at night on 7 to 8, 10 o'clock, quite well. Oh, yeah. On during the week. But he, Mike Jeffries was another one. Mm. Because he's on the ABC now. Oh, is he? Big, big Mike Jeffries, going to be doing family favourites from now on. Oh. And another, and some other show on a Sunday morning. They got rid of comics. Um, Thank God for that. <laughs> and what, whatever used to be on before it popped seventies or something. Oh, was a coon. Um, mm. Burning my t finger on the toaster. But um, it, yeah, it's quite oh, interesting. Lord. Oh, anyway, the Jeffries. This woman rang up about her, about her phone bill being so big. Yeah. And the laws. Oh, the Jeffries was just making a complete idiot of it. And, you know, she was saying how she couldn't possibly have made these phone calls. And uh, she hadn't even rung up to ask him to investigate it and all this sort of thing. Oh, yes. And she just kept complaining and it was a computer that was all wrong and all this sort of thing. Uh, yes, some of the women who ring up are really dense. It's, uh... I think it's clear it's also the Jeffries. This... This woman came on and she just rubbished the Jeffries for about two minutes, and he just sat there and said absolutely nothing. Oh yeah. And then once she, then as soon as there was a pause, Mike Jeffries said, "Are you finished?" And she said, "No." And 
and uh, so he went good and then just cut it off. <laughs> That's the trouble, Melbourne talk back, it's too wishy-washy. I mean, all he got is a Kenworthy, who's just a complete bore. All he does is go, hello, you're next. And people ring up and say, oh, Alex, um, isn't it a lovely day? Well, yes, well, of course it is, yes. <clears throat> yeah, it's amazing, the, um, like, the people who ring up those shows must be gone, like, uh, I've rang up, or we've, you know, we've rung up, for a special purpose. Ooh, yes. But uh, must be a certain point of part of the population that, you know, just has nothing to do and has to give to... They get nervous as a wreck. You'd imagine most people get completely nervous ringing up and oh, going would. see this. Probably sitting there shaking like a leaf when they tend, or they can hear a lot of them in their voices. You can hear them going, ah, well, uh, that's That's right, they're shaking like a G. Trembling, trembling on the phone. Hmm. Tremolo. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he's gone. That's our friend that uh, has been worrying me for a long time. Hmm. Yes, our friend. That must be good to get the laws to come on and do the um. He has to these do these little swats. going to say, um, I certainly been in, but you really need them on, on separate spots. Yeah, and also you need to be able to patch this thing in <laughs> and mix it in, I can't do mm. that. And a five spot too. Mmm, be very handy. I won't leave the thing running all the time since it's not mine. Mmm. Mm. Otherwise the little motors, it might burn itself out. Little CT80 motor. Mmm. Well, I know some of them will sit there running 24 hours a day, <laughs> every day. Oh yeah, but the motor's not going. Look, I mean, I always leave mine going 24 hours a day. Yeah, but when there's a cartridge in... in <coughs> and some people just leave a cartridge in there. All night, you know, all night. They leave the um, apology in there continuously. <laughs> yes, probably like fast start motors, they burn out after a while. Mm. Mm. Just eating my toast. cheap and tinny really compared to the threes because they're all they still weigh a ton and mm. yet they're all plastic on the front yeah it's a bit of a joke plastic knobs plastic buttons whereas the mark for threes had uh, glass you know the coloured knobs were glass mm. but um, <coughs> so you break them so you broke them instead of having them fall off no, they never broke actually. Bit the bash with the hammer. I don't know why. They're throwing the threes out mm. and getting so. And it, fair enough, the fours are much um, better quality, more modern. I'm not. No, not really. There's no difference in the response. They're probably more liable because they're just solid state. You can leave them just going all day and night. Well, and they don't mind. 
But they leave the Mark III's going all day and all night. Yeah, but valves do wear out. But you put new ones in. Mm. And there's little meter you can just find out which valve is going for a wreck. They should have a meter like that to see which zistors is going for a wreck. They should have a meter like that to show which zistors. Yeah, it gets me why they don't have those. Don't have those type of things in the. Uh, oh, well, no, I don't think you really need it. It is fun though. You know, when you're bored, you go click, 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 and see which ones are high and low. <laughs> and when you switch across the preamp, you can talk into the meter and it comes out. <laughs> It is. But, uh, See, with these you can read play, record, cue and bias. At least you've got something like that, haven't you? Imagine getting that spot machine for $30. Incredible. Oh, imagine getting it for nothing. Oh! Because <coughs> Beatty, he's probably busy at the PBS. Yes, he apparently hasn't been home for we'll a rubbish, past we'll, we'll rubbish PBS when we come back. That's another thing I was going to say. Mm. The maze... The amazing Mays, who's such an incredible man, <coughs> he, uh, I went to the show <coughs> yesterday, <coughs> and he's in the lift going up, you know, how crowded those things are. There's about 50 people in the lift, and the Mays thought, must have thought, ah, an audience. Oh, and he no. starts cracking funnies in the lift. Just to nobody, just to himself. Just to the people. Well, oh. to me and the people he knew, but it was a, a big broadcast for everybody else. And he cracks all these funnies and people go, bleh. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? Talk about an extrovert. Yeah, it's super extrovert. I was speaking to somebody at work about PBS. They said, oh, that's the one where the maze is involved. I said, oh, yes. And I thought, said, uh, you don't particularly look impressed with <laughs> the maze. And I said, well, I've never met the gentleman. But I've, all I've heard is bad. <laughs> uh, I said, look, you know, he can be, he can be a wit. Uh, F-wit. <laughs> but of course, his, his sidekick. Oh, yes. Because, what's the time? It's Actually, probably the, the, the maid is driving home to Port ooh, Melbourne and listening. Ooh. And he was thinking he might just, just do, do cross bands to these missions. He thought he might buy a certain... Yes? Oh, g'day, Lindsay. G'day. Um, I... Oh, it's not me. Paul, tomorrow. Yes, well, as I said just before, it's going into your cast. Because you rang up and said, who is doing the cast tomorrow? And I said, it's the head. And he said, good, that's all I wanted to know. Oh, great. Life wasn't meant to be easy, as they say in the classics. You're such a pleasant chap. Yeah, um... <laughs> Good evening, Mrs. Uh, Roma tea lady. Ooh, ooh, yeah, um... What about tomorrow, Paul? We'll just get hum into the quarters instead. Hang on. Oh, that's better. Look, Paul, if you can't get them on instantly... He's gone again. <sighs> well, it looks like as if I'm, uh, I'm going to have some, uh, some bother with that chap.
if you yeah. can't get the spots on immediately, there's no point. Well, I can't put them on immediately because of the way things are <coughs> nicked, so we won't worry. Um. Yeah. Well, what do you know, eh? Oh, it's a real one. Yeah. No, it's not. None of them are real. We're not accepting teens. <laughs> you might have to go and answer it. I'm not going to answer it. I'm busy down here. Fix that up. Um, oh no, I won't. Well, go and answer it. See who it is. Just, just lift it up and slam it down. Again. Yeah, I must. I'll have to do that. But I'm buttering toast. Well, well, Paul. Um, yes, I'm not going to. I'll just listen. I'm not going to stay here too long because I've got to get up and do the cast in the morning. I think I'll take the train in. Yes. Um, so, so when, what, what, what do you, what do you, what do you make of it? <laughs> I don't really know. Um, well, I'll come in. You know, I won't come in before the cast, but I'll probably walk in during the cast. If that's all right. Ah, yes, yes. Um, working on the assumption you're going to be talking here till three o'clock in the morning, then you'll be late. Yes, all right. Um, if not, I will wait for you, um, you know, somewhere on the corner, under the pigeon coop, uh, corner of Swanston and Lonsdale. You mean Swanston and uh, Latrobe? All right. Hello. Yes, that's correct, sorry. Oh, good afternoon, how are you? Who is it? Oh, there's somebody on the phone. Around. So, 
didn't get to see her. I was out here, half dead to the world this afternoon. She dropped by, so we didn't get to see a lovely Heather Mitchell. I don't know. All we know is, Mike said, she drives an MG sports car. That's all we know. So, who knows? That's right. Uh, yeah. Oh well, we can get start talking about something serious now that I'm back in the shack. What to answer to the news? Oh, you know, it's just look. You get involved on the phone. Could be Brian from Whitsdale. <laughs> That's what I'm scared of. Could be Brian from Whitsdale. Slam down Come on. That costs that costs people money though. Ooh, look, it's better than this. Okay, look, I don't know who it is, but I'll do that. Just go, booming. Mm-hmm. Gotta get... Ah, they stopped themselves. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> these, these listeners are awake up. Oh, there it is again. They're the same person. No one could have dialed the number that quickly. That's right. Oh, look, it's just, just, you know, ratings are Righto, next spot, next thing we'll, we'll have big, big announcements. You'd fail as a panel operator, Paul. You are hopeless. Hopeless. Hopeless situation. They're sort of getting through, but they're all weak. I wonder if you can in the wrong position. No? Oh, I see. It's very weak. Pardon? It's very weak. Righto, now we can get back to our discussion. Right. So is Lindsay doing the cast tomorrow? Lindsay is doing the cast. Oh, that's very good. Well, not really. Uh. So it must be very good because I've never done the cast. You guys have been doing the cast for a long time now, haven't you? A long time. I think I'll turn this cord off because it's distorted. 
Look, I'd do better here without a spot master and just an old buyer. Well, why don't you play the best? Because there's not a spare quarter well, there. Well, of course, you know, we, we know the situation around the Becks place now. You see, there's all the, all the carts sort of stacked on top of each other. Mm. The one he wants is on the bottom. So mm. he's got to lift them all off, oh. throw at the machine. It doesn't lock, so he pushes it again. And the... It's going to be so bad. So bad? What? Oh, oh I don't know. No, the first week it grossed $2 million. Two million. Cross bands could get that much revenue. We'd do it. We'd we'd do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> so people, you just love to start sending your money. Yeah, that's all. If, if we all just write to Porter Two Five Glenhuntley Road, make make all checks or postal orders payable to um, Stew Enterprises. No, um, <laughs> Enterprises. Stew Promotions. No, no. Arthur Ferry. Stewan's mm-hmm. Enterprises, yes, that is S T E W I N S. Stewan. In Raglan Parade. It, the what? Oh, the Beck would know about this. Oh, what? Yeah. And it's exactly the way it was <laughs> the 1920 Pulse thing was. <laughs> anyway, that's. Yeah. Apparently this morning, Paul. Yeah. Um, the Gibbon didn't die. No, on the DNO oh. The DNO show. They were knocking Mrs. Marsh. N- were they? Oh, well, at the beginning, mm. the beginning, Daryl and Ozzy refused to come on or something just for a joke, mm. and the booth announcer has got to do pads for about 10 minutes, <laughs> and Mandy was watching, <laughs> Mandy was watching, and the booth announcer would say, will, will someone please go and stand in front of the camera, because all you were seeing for about five minutes was just empty sets, <laughs> and so this, you know, I was telling you about the, the cameramen, mm. so the cameraman just walks on and stands in front of there and starts waving and carrying on like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then a, a boom operator comes along and, and stands there just, I mean, you know, it, apparently they were just, Dale and Ozzy were just standing by the side, you know, killing themselves laughing. Well, they're having a, a, a education dispute. No, 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 they're just, just doing it as a joke, just to mm. get the, the man in Sydney upset. Oh, I see. So it's like a crossband for him, because all he can see is a TV set. All he sees missions back to Melbourne. Yeah, all he sees is a TV set, and he's just talking over from Sydney. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it was just a big joke on him, and he didn't know what was going on. He sits there and makes all these bad comments. It's just like a crossband in some respects. And apparently later on, they were knocking all these ads. They kept playing all these ads and just knocking them to death and playing them backwards. <laughs> Ooh. The sponsors wouldn't be very happy, you wouldn't think. No, you wouldn't think, huh? No, they, they knock all... Apparently they were really getting stuck into some of them. Oh, well, there was I mean, one where this, this kid had a beetroot stain on his... Oh, his yes. Shirt, yeah, yes. And apparently he takes it off to give to his mother to put in the washing machine. Yeah. And there's no... And he's got a T-shirt on, underneath. And there's no stain there's on no that. There's no stain on it. So no. they, they freezed it and just knocked, just <laughs> knocked it to death. <laughs> Ooh. Does it tend to indicate that the stain was manufactured? I think so. I think that's the general idea. Mrs. Mm. Marsh with the green mm. chalk, putting the chalk in there. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, I, I don't, I'm out of this because since I don't watch that uh, uh, particular... Well, have you seen, seen one ad? There's, there's an ad, Dave, it runs like this. It's a disparate or some uh. garbage, you know, saying how it works effectively because it's soluble. Mm. And what they do is they have, um, you know, those sort of... Um, flannels he used to wipe up dishes with. Yeah. They've got three of those sitting on a bench, right? Yeah. And there's two disciplines sitting on one and there's nothing sitting on the other two. And in front of one glass there's this sort of colloid muck, which is meant to represent a disciplin. And in front of the other one there's cleared aspro 
show or something yeah. like this. And there's these two, it's a really realistic demonstration when you think about it. The two tablets, the person just gets there and pours a great pile of water all over it and oh, they yeah. just sit there and do nothing. And then the other one, they pour it and it goes, it all soaks up. And then the other one, it soaks up and I mean, it's really realistic. Then you just sit there and it's as good as Mrs. March and her dental teeth. What she does is she comes in and says, oh, I've been looking forward to staying overnight with the boys. Oh, yes, is Mrs. March, and please make sure they brush, they brush their teeth. I will. And she opens up her overnight bag and she says, I've bought my Brand X toothpaste. And, you know, I mean, she brings toothpaste with her. Oh. She says, it, it uh, oh, you know, helps guard your teeth or something. <laughs> Uh, the building is in an L shape, and from one corner across back to the other, so that the feed line comes down in the right he place. Doesn't like Mrs. Marsh. Oh, a little, little bit over full length for 40 metres. So oh, that's just Bendigo there. It's Bendigo uh, Peters. Seems to work pretty well. Mm. Yes. Um, yes. We'll go back to the back. The back pullback. And so. It's rather interesting to tune this thing. If you want to go back to the back, you got to go. Grind, grind, ran, ran, ran. There we are. He's, he's still on. There he is. And pull the knob out. Yes. It doesn't make much difference actually. The knob's back in now. What does the knob do? 5kc increments. Oh yes. And so Mrs. Marsh. Mrs. Marsh gets out. She says, hardens teeth or some garbage. Because the fluoride gets into the, the teeth. teeth yeah. She says, here, watch this, and there just happens to be a piece of chalk and a glass of green water. Green water. And so she dips the water, <laughs> the, green, the chalk into the water, and it goes all green and pulls it out and then breaks it open, and you see inside all the white chalk, and on the outside is green. It's just gone into it a bit of a way. And it's gone into a bit of a way. And, and they, they zoom in on, on the green chalk, and it all goes for a... A complete grain mission, obviously an enlargement. Yes, and then then the intelligent statement comes from the boy, and he <laughs> says, and he says, oh, the teeth are harder than chalk. <laughs> like this, and everyone goes, oh, God. No, Dave is obviously unimpressed. Talking about chalk, did you know that they paint blackboards with blackboard paint? Yes. because yes, I've seen them, they used to do that at school every did day. Did they? I didn't realise that. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm just so far behind the time. Special blackboard paint. Mm. Special. Mike said he was going to bring home some special blackboard paint so we could have blackboards all over the place. You can just paint on one of your walls you and make a blackboard. You can paint anything and make a blackboard. Well, what did they do before they had blackboard paints? I mean, they had blackboards back in the 16th century or something. Well, you know, the 18th well, century. Well, brown boards. In Modern blackboards are green boards, you know. Yeah, they're green. They're not really black. Dark green. They're dark green. Yes. They're, they're green. Ooh. Because you'd go, you'd go there at the beginning of each new year and you'd see all the, the blackboards. All blackboards. All new and clean. All new and yeah. clean. And I think I'm being echoed. No, echo. the echo stopped. No, there's no echo. It has stopped, yeah. It has stopped. Didn't last long. No, it's good. Oh, the Beck was doing echo missions. No. Um, um, anyway. Anyway. Yes, blackboards are quite interesting because they have a lot of those those um, things, felt pen things now that smell like alcohol. Yeah, sorry, they, they use those at the uni. Which things? The overhead objectives? No, the pencil pens on the boards. The only advantage with that, really? you can just go and sniff it and... Haven't seen that. And then you just go along and you get a wet towel or something, a wet, you know, Kleenex and wipe it all off. 
that smears rather than wipes off, so you end up with this sort of mess that doesn't look very good. Overhead ejectors are useless. Yeah. Well, teachers, never, teachers never know how to put them in focus. No. They're always out of focus. Just a total annoyance. I remember bad yes, Binky Gaiman used to love that. One time we were having a German test, <laughs> and he turns it on, and the light goes bang. <laughs> No more tests. And another guy had a, a real sick... He used to walk around with a, a three-pin mains plug in it. Oh, and yes. just between active and neutral, he'd put a, a piece of number 10 wire. <gasps> and so all he'd do, plug it into the wall, so I'm turn it on. The fuse in the, the main fuse box downstairs and about half a mile away would go bang. And so the overhead projector would go out. And so Mr. Gaiman goes, oh, what's, what's going on? Like this, and couldn't work out why the overhead projector didn't work anymore. <laughs> Ooh, yes. But didn't someone turn turn the light off and then turn the fan off as well at the same time, <laughs> so they didn't ever have a chance to cool down and sort of blew the. Yes. Light oh, he'd sit there and it'd go on or off for some reason. Yeah, during the period when he wasn't looking, the, the projector would just go on and off all the time. Like this. Uh, just trying to make it. From people turn it on and off from the back PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, trying to make it blow. <laughs> yes. Through a period, you didn't see this flash of light one time. Well, what would do? What he'd do is he'd turn away. He'd turn away from it and he'd turn it off, and then he thought he turned it off. So he he turns it on. No, he turned it off at the power at the at the switch, thinking he was turning it on. Yeah. Because it wasn't labelled or anything, and then he'd go back and turn the switch on, and then turn this off, and oh, it was carrying on. I tell you what, though, at the uni the other day, well, last term. They have um, remote control for the, the slide projector, you know, focus and forwards and backwards one at a time, like this, and uh, this sort of lies on the desk, you know, it's a little push button thing, and um, so this guy's German, his name's Professor Schreiber, really, really funny guy, he's really good, uh, he's a good lecturer, but he turned on the overhead projector, uh, on the uh, slide projector, and the slide projector's just going through as slides as fast as it can just going right through the carousel all the time carousel and um he goes oh dear what's going on so he runs up to the booth at the top and works out and, and he you know stops it and then it starts carrying on again and then he comes back and says well we have found out what is wrong the folder and he lifts up his folder is lying on the control and he lifts as soon as he lifts the folder off the thing stops like this <laughs> everyone goes oh. and then he, he just just sort of smiles at you and carries on like nothing else had happened so he said he smiles way and the projector oh two yes and there's one guy there there's a wireless microphone there they use in the, in the lecture theatre and I'm just hoping I want to borrow your sievers one day Paul the little whatever pathetic thing it is that covers sit there and listen during the lecture to see whether it's on the uh, the FM band and if it is ooh, all, of a, all of a sudden during the middle of a lecture you hear two three two well I'd just love to do that I'd love to do it from what about when they do the cricket, though, going to have wireless mic? Yes. But look, you know, during the Don Lane show or something, yeah. if you look at the microphones, <clears throat> some of those mics have only got the lead about two feet, feet long. Yeah. Now, they must be on some interesting frequency. You could just sit outside Channel 9 and play 
all sorts of things. Well, apparently the standard wireless, you know, the, the official wireless mic, the TV, ten-set frequency. Thirty-eight megs, something like that, isn't it? Now you could just sit outside Channel Nine when there's a big national show and plug things through the handset. Yes. Like we did to Manfred's TV store. Yes. <laughs> to what? What's this? What? Are doing blood missions of the TV while everyone is looking in through the window? It was the first colour TV in Glen Huntley and there was, sure. it had high ratings, everyone was looking. <laughs> but all they saw was lines and two, three, two. Oh. And then Manfred came out and said, oh, there must be a bird on the desk. <laughs> bird. Showed how much expertise he had. Yes, no wonder he was. Oh, you. Manfred was going to close down once before. Then he did all those ovations to the shop. Ah, yes. And then he went for a tuttle. Did he? Poor man. No, Poor no. Manfred. No. Not that sort of tuttle. No, he just went. Oh. Uh. Lindsay's got some information on that. What? I'm just out of, wandering around at the moment. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not quite, quite... Well, we're going somewhere where we are. Oh, I see. Oh, right, well, apparently we have some trouble on our, our Lindsay line there. The Lindsay line? I'll just turn your speaker down, because you don't want to get unpopular with the guests. Hello, Carol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, there's no speaker in that room, so it shouldn't be getting through into it. Which room are they in? The fish study? Yes, the fish study. There's no speaker in there. No, and there used there to be a... The bathroom. Yes. There used to be a, a, a speaker in the fish study. Now, I used to, um, I, I was built like a Caulfield South State School speaker, a hole and a bit of wood and speaker hanging down there, but the, when the fish re renovated the study, that speaker got removed. <laughs> Didn't get put back. Because oh. it's good, you can make it into a full theatre there. How do you mean? Oh, that's right, because I think I have shown things in there. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. The fish didn't pipe the specs. No, it looked rather ugly, actually. There's a, a five-minute rip-off <laughs> of a Caulfield South State School <laughs> hanging on a chain. I even got some old chain hanging <laughs> on a chain. Complete with formers on the back of the yeah, big form. You'd go and bend to see what was on it. You know, you'd look around to see what sort of speaker it was. Did you listen to the to the missions last night? Which one? The ones on here. Yeah, the early missions. Unfortunately, not. Oh, you didn't miss anything. Did you listen to the, those QM missions while I was going to work too, which was quite good? Oh, that would have been excellent. Yeah. I was um, sitting here about an hour ago before we came to on air. And all of a sudden they hear this blasting out of the street. Well, all this sort of funny call signs. Mm. And this Land Rover roll drives past, then this motorcycle with a horn speaker mm. pointing at, blasting about 50 watts of rubbish coming yeah. through. That tends to happen quite a bit. I'm, when I've been going for a ride after work, Yeah. you're riding along and there was this really hot panel van behind me. Yeah. Really smother, and all of a sudden... Yeah. I hear, like this, yeah. like it's at school or something, at Corville South, then all these abusive comments about 50 million watts of audio, yeah. and then they started going, when I was riding along, I was riding uphill and sort of puffing a bit, they're going, like this. 
Yes, um... Oh, we heard that. What? Oh, he did. No, he didn't. This, um, like the uh, two metres, it goes exceptionally loud. <coughs> That's like a PA system. Yes, the Bob Island was... Oh. The what? Oh, no, no. Just maintenance. So I gather then that all these experiments, just if it, how, who chooses, who has to do them and so forth? Well, the unpleasant ones I get to do are... No, you have partners and you sort of, you know toss up or you know have, have selections and things so it means if you what if you don't like having things stuck down your nose and, <laughs> and pricking cutting your finger off and things like this oh there was it? the other one there was pricking your earlobe bleeding yeah. from that one it's I didn't true. do that one that one that was quite good I'm glad I didn't get that one done but oh no you know it's not too bad you get used to the idea of being abused well you get abused by your patients eventually so yeah, that'll you, do it to yourself I suppose yeah, and next year we play with the drugs. I'm not sure whether we do anything then. Do do drug drug missions? Yes. Oh well. Pharmacology. Listen to 160. You'll learn all about that. Particularly one yes. station. Yes. So we apparently someone went down there on a Thursday night last mm. year. You don't know what went on down there. No. Ooh. Down where? Yes, they they do tend to uh, to have a very nice backyard. Yes, oh, they do. Yes. Well, the main, main sure. catalyst wasn't there anyway. That's right, because um, he's the main instigator. Oh look, he's he's getting out his chemistry now. Main catalyst. Mm. Oh yes. What's this noise on your mission? I don't know. I think it's the transmitter having a spasm. An autopsy done on. <laughs> do do. Yes, we'll wait around for two two years and we'll give you the our first autopsy report. John Ford at Russell Street after the end of news beat with the police report and also the autopsy. This is such a pleasant mission tonight. What, what is he carrying on about? I don't know. No, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? It sounds like you haven't had enough to eat. I'm not really wanted on here, I should... Yes, you are. No, we, we all like you. Yes, you're, you're well. Oh, that's nice. Yes, yes. Just think, no tings? I think you better play one of those ones that... that <laughs> cue them all up and we'll... Oh, yes, we got a got another transistor radio to fix. Oh, yes, yes. So we did it a la Dave Stewart. Oh, no. What happened was it didn't work. So mm -hmm. I thought, oh, yes. And the comment was from my sister, oh, yeah. it used to work on and off and I bashed it and then it'd work and now no matter how hard I bash it, it doesn't work. And I thought, mm. oh, yes, all right. So we get it out, start poking the PC board and all of a sudden the thing springs into life. So I thought, uh -huh, broken copper tracks. You know? Yeah. Uh -huh. So I turned it over. And look, this is one of the... It must have been my copper. Oh, annoyance factor. must have been the earliest because... While there was a bit of PC board done, yeah. there was millions of these copper, uh, copper wire jumps from point
points to points all, uh, all over the place. Semi-prototype type. Yes, you know, or, well, obviously they hadn't got the art of making PC boards down very well. Was it a fairly ancient season? Yes, ancient, you know, that must be about 15 years old or something. Yes, yes. So I couldn't quite find where it is, and I thought, well, I could reheat every joint in the yeah. board. Oh, don't do that. Um, but then I thought... I can see my mute doesn't open on that. I don't think I haven't got the volume up. Let's see if mine opens up. No, mine's on a bit hard. Who would do something like that? Oh, look, I can speak to myself through you, Lindsay. This could be quite... Again, like an Audimax when you press the test switch. And unfortunately, the, the meters overdo so much that it blew itself up. Go ahead. He usually is, isn't he? Yes, he is peculiar. Mm. Strange back. Strange back. Mm. But, uh, mm. no, I don't think much is happening around the place either. I don't think much is happening around the place either. Nothing ever does happen in the back place. He gets a new missus every now and then. Then it wrecks. Then he has to buy a new one. Then it wrecks. He has to fix it up and get it all going. Oh, dear. Let me see, like, an itemised list. Spot Master's 
four of its five spots have wrecked. Yes. It's only got one left. The, the Super Scope quarters. There's a sexy letter to the lend to people all the time. Yes, that's right. Oh, I better watch Sometimes I want to borrow it. You do lend it to you. I borrow it. You lend it. But then again, then then again, I always clean it before I return it. Get out my little paintbrush and dust away all the dust and try and get rid of the fag smoke and the ashes of the jam. If you lend things to the branch, I'll put it this way: we make it house rules. I must borrow the back quarters again sometime. Because such a good quarters. Yes, yes. We we got three numbers in Tesla tonight. Halfway there towards a fortune, but not quite. Mm. Well, it's well, been such a tiny mission. I think we'll go off now. No. Eleven fifty. Yeah, I was going to say. I think um, live missions are just so dead now. Live missions is just so dead. They're so boring. Oh. But still, they're well. They're technically, I've got things really working well, but they're just not the. You don't sound very enthusiastic tonight. I am. I'm about as enthusiastic as I will ever get. As enthusiastic as a. Now, what's this about the PBS missions coming from upstairs or something strange? What, what, do you mean? what goes on there? Well, the studio's upstairs, and the. Whereabouts is the studio? In the. You know, they've got display rooms. Yeah. It's just in one of those rooms. Oh, is it? So I wouldn't. You walk in and swear on the missions. You could, but it doesn't go anywhere. They think it does, it doesn't. And, um. What, did you go to the, the, the show, did you, Dave? Oh, I went to say, on Friday afternoon, I went in before all the crowd just to say hello to the Hoff and, and the yeah. Beatty was there and, and the Jet the Jackson. Beattie, he seems to get his finger in oh, and everywhere, doesn't he? He does. He, he, has, a very, yeah. he has a very... Unfortunate sense of humour. Mm, and the, the, the quirk man was there. Ringing people up at 12 o'clock at night to say hello. Oh. And, uh, and knocking the missions, yes. I don't think your missions are very good now. I've been listening. That, that seem to be uninteresting. Why don't you have better missions? Oh, and what did he say? What well, I mean, that's what the you, you you're talking on the air. Then the phone rings. You hear, oh, it's it's Ellen from uh, from Quirkdale here. Quirkdale. Um, I, I just uh, I think these missions are disgusting. And he said, oh, well, what would what would you like to do to make them better? Oh, I, I don't know. I just they, they just seem to lack something. You say, oh, it's... They're lackluster missions. <laughs> I agree yeah, there, Philip. I don't Phil. know who that was. Uh, how are you going there, Philip? Oh, not too bad. We've uh, been doing PBS missions tonight. Ah, yes, and you're also involved in the Versity and a lot of other missions too, aren't you? That's right, yes. And uh, you yeah, haven't... We're trying to get the Versity station on the air. Ah, yeah. Are you still working at uh, the what, uh, PAL? I start on September the 15th. Oh, I see. And are you getting the big mitters from Festival Hall? Mitters? Uh, the, the, the system, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, we've got that now. So oh, that's yeah. That's very good. And how's your uh, hair? And how's your hair? Have you got it nice and curly? Oh, I don't see what that's got to do with anything. Oh. And uh, have you been... Because I look like a gollywog. <laughs> And uh, I talk like a gollywog. <laughs> and how are you going anyhow, Phil? It must be really great to uh, to be at university and uh, and have all the fun there. Yes. And how's your big your big mitters going? Your big exeters? 
calling the beady man. There's no beady man on Channel 40. There's nobody on Channel 40. Well, uh, oh, there you are. Oh, it's not Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil, where are you? <coughs> not quite as good as the big cat on the No. Anyway, uh... He's quite good. Oh, g'day there. Um, how are you going there, uh, Phil? Uh, not bad, Dave. How are you? I'm not too bad at all there. Phil, how am I getting through on the Peters there? Go ahead. Yes, uh, yeah, the deck came over. I wasn't home, no Mark was home. Anyway, look, Dave, uh, we, we have to get off here because uh, the, the metas isn't too good. So uh, I will say cheers now and I'll catch you later. Get get some stuff, grip hold of the banjo and start singing. Why would you do that? Well, you never know. If he starts spraying around Sighthole, he might. Oh, I tell you what, thinking of other things, I, I don't know whether you read or saw or heard of, but VFL Park got flooded a few, a few weeks ago, a month ago or something. Yeah. And apparently right down the centre of the ground, there was this big brown patch where there was no grass. Ooze. Sort of, you know, mud and yuck. Mud and yuck. And so they didn't think that looked very good. So they, they went out there. Put cordial in it. No, and sprayed it green. Oh, no. <laughs> so it looked like grass. <laughs> I mean, how ridiculous. Oh, I thought that was... That was... Who are we hearing for five minutes? Oh, people are... Now, what a silly thing to I do. I just thought, if they ever have bad floods in, uh, in on football games, again, every time there's a puddle, every game gets some lime cordial. Uh, and he wouldn't know it was a puddle. No, I just think and then football's going to step in it and find out that it didn't have any... And then when you're thirsty, you just go and suck it. Uh, After people's football boots yeah, being... Yeah. Mm. Well, we, I could tell you about the, the experiment we did yesterday. Oh, yes. In which a bunny rabbit went by the by. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Yes, okay? do, because... No, we don't want to... Well, well we can we easily fix the, the bet. We didn't have the... We didn't have the... The cats. No. No, we didn't want the cats. We thought that was a bit distasteful. Yeah. Untasteful? Distasteful. Yeah. But uh, we were bleeding the poor thing to death. Ah, yes. Just drawing off its blood and watching its blood pressure go now, down. Now, the VK3 is a medical student, so mm. he's licensed to do these things. No, well, not really. Still. And uh, things. So you draw off its blood and, and ah, then, yes. then you put back in what they call saline solution, which is just sort of salt water and mm. potassium and things. And that doesn't help the poor thing. No. Uh, because of that, all just leaves the blood straight away. Uh. But, uh, well, apparently, apparently the, the idea of the prac, which it does work, you can draw off 10% of your blood. Yes. Which yes. in a human's about, I think, 600 mils of yes. blood. Yes. Mm. And nothing happens whatsoever virtually. You, yeah. you, your heart sort of beats a bit faster. Yeah. And uh, that's about all what happens. Oh, yes. You draw off 20%, yes. and you're starting to get a little worried, sort of, you know, the blood pressure drops, and yeah. your heart rate shoots right up, and uh, things start happening, and apparently the critical level is once you reach about 30%, if you get to 30%, you have not very good chance of surviving, even if they get you to a hospital. Really? 40%, and well, you've gone, no matter what they do, you're sort of on the way out. See, that sounds upsetting. So if you plan to lose any blood, I'd, I'd say don't lose more than about 
one and a bit litres. Hmm, that's a lot of blood. Yes, it is, isn't it? Uh, so Bunny went into the bin? Yeah. Well, they poor things, they just breed them up there. Yeah, well, it's just an experiment. Just breed them to be dead, yeah. you know. As long as you don't ride any red trains with anti-thingo signs. Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, it's not as if they have tasted the wide open plains or no. anything, and then it'd be a bit crueler, but still. And, uh, better than doing it on... People, I suppose. Yes, yes. Mm, all, in, all in the course of science and all that yes. kind of thing. But oh, next next few weeks we've got some fun pracks. Oh, yes. One of them, you know, I don't know whether I'm going to get... To, I have an unfortunate feeling I'm going to get to do this one. Yes. They pass a tube in through your nose and down into your oh, stomach. The... And you can put the beck back on again now. This will be interesting to hear what he's got to say. What's that funny noise? I don't know. Maybe it's Paul going strangling or dying. It's on your six metre thing. Beck, you, 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 you can come back. He's not there, is he? No. That's me. That's me. I think he's sick. As he said um, the other night. Yes. Oh, we'll talk about that later anyhow. So, uh, I don't think it'll be a very nice experiment no, to do well, to oneself. They draw, Paul, sort of, and then they draw off your stomach secretions. So I'll just see if this, this is my transmitter blowing up, is it? It's all spooly sounding. Now, what did you say the other night? Well, I was listening uh, last night to this branch, and you were on doing an emissions. And he says, well, I hope you're not vomiting all over the floor or something. Oh, One of your comments. It's a bit of an unfortunate sound, Subtle, subtle as they come, the Beck yes, announcements. The Beck is, yeah. No wonder you failed your auditions if you said things like on? that. What, what time was that on? Vomiting all over the floor. I mean, really, Paul, have you no taste? No was taste? that on at some ridiculous hour of the morning? Well, when I was going to work. Just put on entertainments for me. Yeah. So you listen to the breakfast program for me. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so that pass this tube through, and apparently there's a quite high incident of people who do tend to throw up when this happens. I would not like that done. Uh, you know, because it doesn't really go down too well. Even for the sake of science, I and think then, I'd leave it. the next week, the, the, the following fortnight, they select volunteers, or, yeah, and... Uh, pass no what they do is they you either get the hot subject or the cold subject if you're the cold subject you sit there in shorts and a t-shirt and with your feet in a bucket of Ice water at about 10 degrees and Ice. fans blowing on you mm. and you know they measure all your temperature mm. and things and then if you're in the hot group you sit there with your feet in a bucket of 44 degrees centigrade hell that's hot with with a uh, jumper Mm. A blanket and a splice blanket wrapped around you, and you know, and hot water bottles trying to bake you alive. But you could get sick doing that sort of thing. <laughs> well, yes. Is that how they get get their their numbers yeah, that, down? That gets, that's that's one way they don't have to fail you. See, they just kill a few off on the way mm. through. So you know, they see what happens to you if you just expire from heat exhaustion. I think. That probably wouldn't be very pleasant no, to do. No, 